Hey there, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. Well, you've thought about doing your own podcast, let me tell you, it's not near as hard as it used to be. I launched a podcast back in 2008, and it was crazy difficult to get it listed everywhere where listeners were, which back then wasn't really that many places. But now, podcasts are everywhere, and with a platform like Buzzsprout, you can be all over the place with one click, plus a great-looking website, analytics, and more. That's why... We use Buzzsprout. So follow the link in the show notes, and that'll let Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and you'll get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. Plus, it helps support our show as well. Again, down in the show notes with Buzzsprout. Let's go! All right, let's get this show on the road! Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go, woo! This is the Ike Wingate Show. Top of the morning, everyone. Join the show now. Text 870-505-1518. Here's your host, Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Good morning. Welcome to Wednesday, my friends. Here we are on September 13th, 2023. Celebrity birthdays on the way. This day in history, random facts, headlines from around the globe. Next hour, I will tell you about no more self-serve soda stations at McDonald's. And Stranger Than Fiction features a real-life Get off my lawn, guy. And we'll be talking law with Thurman and Flanagan as well. That's coming up next hour. Big show today, all being brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com or call 479-253-1234. Good morning. It is time for your celebrity birthdays here for September 13th, 2023. Lily Reinhardt, who plays Betty on the CW show Riverdale, is 27. Niall Horan, the singer got a lot of hits he was uh with one direction now he's solo i guess anyway he's 30 today ben savage fred savage's uh little brother and on the star of boy meets world he is uh, 43 today fiona apple the singer is 46 john don rooney from rascal flats is 48 fashion designer stella mccartney the paul uh the paul the daughter of paul and linda she is 52 today Ringo's son, Zach Starkey, the drummer of The Who, is 58. So they, two Beatles had kids on the same day. Not the exact same day, but same birthday. Tyler Perry's 54. Olympic sprinter and superstar Michael Johnson is 56 today. Let's see here. And Randy Jones. The original cowboy in The Village People is 71. Gene Smart, who played Charlene on Designing Women, is 72 today. Today is National Hug Your Boss Day. Uh, On this date in 1899, Henry Blizwaz was uh, hit by a car at Central Park at West and 74th Street in New York City. It's the first automobile fatality in America. The Beatles song yesterday released in America on this date in... 1965. Scooby Dooby Doo! Like Zoink, Scoob! Debuted on this date in 1969 on CBS. The first New York Marathon took place on this date in 1970. Rick Dees fired from WMPS in Memphis in a dispute over his hit Disco Duck. The station wouldn't allow, allow him to play it. Anyway, that happened on this date in 1976. Stevie Wonder released his 20th album in Square Circle on this date in 1985. Pee-wee's Playhouse, starring 
Paul Rubens debuted on CBS on this date in 1986. You remember this game, the Bills and the 49ers? The Bills beat the 49ers 34-31 in the first puntless game in NFL history. Quarterbacks Jim Kelly and Steve Young both threw for over 400 yards and three touchdowns. That happened in 1992. Conan O'Brien replaced David Letterman on NBC's Late Late. I'm sorry, just late. Just one late. Late night in 1993. Tupac Shakur died in Las Vegas on this date in 1996. He had been in the hospital for six days following a shooting, a drive-by shooting. Let's see here. What else do we got? And Kanye West interrupted Taylor Swift at the VMAs to make sure we all knew Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. That happened on this date in 2009. Those are your celebrity birthdays and this day in history. Good morning. Good morning. It is time now for your random facts. The Major League Baseball organization uses an average of 84 to 120 balls per game. $900,000 per season is what that costs. The league's annual budget for balls is $10 million. Wow. But they, I guess they're way under budget there. Each ball costs around seven bucks before taxes and shipping. Okay. Costco, you know, sort of like Sam's, but originated in uh, Seattle, I believe. Great place. They lose $40 million a year by selling rotisserie chickens for $4.99, but it's worth it because they draw people into the store and they buy other stuff too. Isn't that called a loss leader or something like that? I don't know. John Quincy Adams thought the earth was hollow. He approved a journey to travel to the center of the planet to prove it, but he lost the next election to Andrew Jackson before it could all happen. And Jackson killed the plan to go to the center of the earth. The guy who invented the super soaker water gun worked at NASA and helped develop the stealth bomber. You know, water guns and stealth bombers. I mean, they go hand in hand, right? And your final random fact, when the U.S. became a country in 1776, China's population was already over 300 million, which is around what America's population is today. Wow. That's kind of mind-blowing. Those are your random facts. Good morning. Good morning to you. Coming up next hour, Talking Law with Thurman and Flanagan. Right now, getting a look at your headlines from around the world. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said yesterday the chamber would open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Biden, citing allegations of corruption. The California Republicans' move ramps up GOP efforts to unearth any evidence of wrongdoing before the 2024 elections, but some party members fear blowback at the ballot box. Republicans have been looking into whether the president played a role in or benefited from his son Hunter Biden's overseas business affairs. The White House has denied that Joe Biden's involvement has uh, any involvement has happened and accused the GOP of taking revenge for former President Donald Trump's two impeachments. U.S. banks uh, loaded up on more than $1.2 trillion in broker deposits in the second quarter. That's 80%, uh, 86% more than a year earlier. As uh, regulators are growing concerned, broker deposits involve banks to third parties to find customers to invest in high-yield CDs. They are quick, easy, and a way to boost lenders' balance sheets, but typically much more expensive because banks pay higher interest rates to entire depositors. 
Meanwhile, amateur investors are taking their own risks, piling into short-term options for a chance for a big, almost immediate payout or nothing. And let's see. Google and the Justice Department debated the company's tactics to bring people to its search engine as the biggest antitrust trial in more than two decades got underway. In opening statements, the Justice Department said the company paid huge sums to cement its dominance in Internet search, shut out competitors, and stifled innovation while the Alphabet unit emphasized consumers' significant preference for its search engine. The DOJ has alleged that Google's deals with companies, including Apple and Samsung, to make its search engine the default on web browsers and mobile phones, illegally helped maintain the tech giant's monopoly. Those are your headlines from around the world. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you're having a great morning out there so far. Check it out. Uh, This is kind of an interesting story. McDonald's is doing away with those self-service soda stations. They're going to phase it out over time. I guess they, I mean, it must be a loss leader for them. It's, uh, I I don't know, people are drinking too much soda pop. They are now transitioning to a plan where the employees will fill all the cups, which is interesting because, especially not, not here, but in larger cities where they're demanding these higher minimum wage rates, a lot of McDonald's, a lot of, a lot of uh, just fast food restaurants in general, were doing away with actual people and doing, you know, like order kiosks and things like that. And now they're adding back more labor requirements, right? If if the cups have to be filled by employees, uh, the plan is not to take away free refills, but they do think this system could cut back on theft and be more hygienic. But the uh, biggest factor is they're not as necessary. People are eating, fewer people are eating inside fast food restaurants, I guess, after COVID. And more people are ordering for pickup through the app or for delivery through a third-party service. So in those cases, employees are already filling up the drink station. So maybe it's just the capital expense of having to put this other machine out in the restaurant dining area. Anyway, it's going to happen over the next 10 years, so don't worry. It's not going to happen anytime soon, but uh, what do you think about this? 870-505-1518. The, one of the cool things, though, that they've put in a lot of these restaurants is these machines where you can customize the drink, whether it's like cherry Coke with vanilla in it or, you know, Dr. Pepper with a side of lime or something like that. You know, they... so. How are we going to do that? I mean, that's part of the fun with those machines, isn't it? I mean, I just get straight up Coke every time. But some people out there, like the kids, like the customization option. So anyway, what do you think? 870-505-1518. Good morning. It's time for Stranger Than Fiction. Well, in a real-life get-off-my-lawn kind of story, a Florida man accused of threatening two construction workers with a gun because he was afraid they would ruin his lawn with their truck and trailer. Timothy DeMars facing charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intent to kill. Here's some uh, neighbors of Timothy's reacting to his arrest. That's a lot for some grass. Everyone seems to have a really short fuse lately, so it doesn't take much to get people stressed out. Everybody on this street really got hurt bad with Ian, and I just think people are tired and upset and getting contractors to work and getting the work done and getting our lives back together. 
that I, I just think people are just at wit's end. I think I'll find out who that neighbor is and stay well, away. Yeah, they're talking about Hurricane Ian there. And, of course, I guess the stress in the neighborhood of all the construction workers is getting to this guy. He says literally, get off my lawn. But they were not charging him with intent to kill. So apparently uh, they knew he was just... Well, being an old man saying, get off my lawn, that is stranger than fiction. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for being here. Of course, this time of morning, every Wednesday, it's Talking Law. Good to see you, Greg. Greg Thurman back in studio from Thurman and Flanagan. I just want to ask you right off the top, Greg, are the attorneys at your firm willing to go to trial if needed? Uh, Yes, I I will tell you that every one of us has, you know, obviously in some of the practice areas, estate planning and things like that, that's that's not litigation. Now, on the flip side, Stevan Williams and Wade have both been involved in trust litigation where they've represented beneficiaries against trustees that have done wrong. So there Mm -hmm. is litigation that can flow. But yes, our firm, we are lawyers that will litigate. Now, we're not lawyers that just are looking to litigate everything for our egos. That's not who we are. We want to get the best solution that we can for our clients. And I firmly believe that if you don't have that tool in your belt to go to trial, you can't get the best outcome without going to trial. And I think that's been a big part of our success, you know, over the last, I mean, I've been practicing in my 25th year. Uh, I think that's been been key, you know, is that uh, all my lawyers understand that uh, we will fight when that fight comes our way. And if we need to pick it, we'll pick it. But at the end of the day, it's about getting the best outcome for our clients because it's stressful. Litigation can be very stressful. And I understand that. Megan understands that. I think when your family was in business, I mean, my dad was in, you know, in litigation, he got sued. Megan's family has been in. So when you've seen this, the personal side of it uh, and the stress it can cause, you know, as lawyers is what we do. So it's not as stressful to us, but you have to remember your client. Absolutely. And I think uh, that's certainly something you guys are really the best at that's come through and everything you've talked about, always considering what's best for the client. Thanks for talking to us, Greg. We'll do it again next Wednesday right here, Talking Law with Thurman and Flanagan. Ever caught someone doing a good job? Tell us about it. Well, this is a guy who's raising money in a fun way. A Massachusetts man broke the Guinness World Record for most hops on a pogo stick, all while raising money for two charities. His name's James Rumelotis. He is uh, the guy who ended up breaking the record with 115,179 bounces. This is a woman that was at the event, given the breakdown of James' journey in the middle of his bouncing. Today we're here for Hopping for Heroes. It is a combination of a world record attempt for most consecutive jumps on a pogo stick and a fundraiser for local veterans services. Today we're raising money for the center uh, and home for veterans, which is right in downtown Boston. Cheering on James, he's in a great mood. James's goal is 88,047 bounces, and he's about 40,000 right now. Wow, and he ended up getting 115,000 bounces, almost 100 and well, one, yeah, 115, 179 is the uh, final count there on the pogo stick. That is caught doing good. You got a good story out there that we can tell. Email it to show at ikewingate.com. Now, your headlines. The Arkansas Senate passed tax cut bills yesterday morning, but adjourned yesterday afternoon without taking a vote on bills to revise state laws on access to public records. A Senate committee met for five hours on a bill, but didn't vote on whether to move it to uh, move it out of committee and to the Senate floor for a vote. Senator Greg Letting 
told 4029 there might not be enough votes to get it out of committee. Senator Bart Hester has said he may try to pull the bill or put the bill before the Senate even without a committee recommendation. Lawmakers are debating changes to the state's Freedom of Information Act. Different bills have been filed with different texts. Most of the bills would shield communication between the governor and cabinet members and create new limits to attorney fees that can be collected. All the bills would prevent the public from accessing security-related records. And Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey has launched an investigation into a heavy-duty gun safe manufacturer known as Liberty Safe. Bailey's office is looking to investigate the release of customer safe codes to third parties. According to a report last week from the New York Times, Liberty Safe acknowledged that it voluntarily gave the FBI an access code to a safe in response to a search warrant for a property belonging to an Arkansas man over the January 6th riot. Though Liberty Safe followed a request from the FBI, Bailey contends the FBI did not have a court order ordering Liberty Safe to provide the safe's combination. He wants the investigation to determine whether Liberty Safe fully discloses to its customers the terms under which it will allow third parties like law enforcement to access a customer's safe. And finally, a Rogers man sentenced to 40 years in prison after admitting to sexually assaulting a teenage girl. Hector Figura Vasquez, 38, pleaded guilty on Monday to three counts of sexual assault uh, stemming from an October 2021 arrest where, where Rogers police received information that a 16-year-old had been kidnapped after crossing the border illegally and was being sexually abused. Those are your headlines. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. Well, the new iPhone is out. Yeah, it came out yesterday. They unveiled the iPhone 15. So are you going to go get it? Are you an early adopter, as they say? I went in to uh, upgrade the other day. Well, I didn't really upgrade. We got our son, Eli, a phone. He's He turned 13 about a month ago. And so our rule was you have to wait till you're 13. I don't know. You know, us parents, we just pull a number out of our ear, basically. And uh, 13 seemed like a good good age, although now I kind of wish it was more like 15. But anyway, uh, I went in to talk to them. And the guy was like, well, you know, you could upgrade to the 15 rather than doing it right now. And so I said, all right, I'll just give it a a few more weeks. 77% of Americans in a new survey say having the latest tech is at least somewhat important to them. But 31% of us are not early adopters in general. That's how many said they don't plan on buying the newest version of any upcoming product in the future. And there is, you know, some pros and cons to that approach, and that is... You let the early adopters work out all the kinks and the problems, but the con is uh, you're using old technology for a while. And I swear, every time iPhone comes out, or Apple comes out with a new iPhone, my iPhone just starts working poorly. I think it's a racket. You know what I'm saying? Just bring them up on Rico charges. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) uh, that said, one in four people have taken on debt to get the newest tech before. These are... A few stats on spending habits. Phones are the top device we're willing to splurge on, followed by a new computer, a new smartwatch, and then a new gaming console. 41% of us, though, have also regretted spending more than we could afford. The old buyer's remorse. 45% would be willing to buy the newest version of their phone, even if the current phone is still working fine. Yeah, you just don't want to have that FOMO, the fear of missing out on the newest tech. 28% of people surveyed would even prioritizing 
prioritize prioritize getting, if I could speak, uh, prioritize getting the new tech over other obligations like bills and rent. Oh boy, priorities way out of whack here. $1,492 for people who have taken on debt to buy tech. That's the average amount that it's added to their balance. Almost 1500 bucks for new tech. 54% of us are currently using at least one device that's so old we'd consider it out of date. What about you? Are you an early adopter out there? iPhone users are the most brand loyal and the most likely to buy the newest version of their of their phone when it comes out. 9% said they might compared to 4% of Android users. So the iPhone, it, you know, some people call it a cult. I switched over to Apple several years ago. Basically, most all my devices are Apple, and I love it. But uh, it does create the old, what's coming next? You know, they get you hooked, right? And uh, then, you're, then you're just fiending for the next tech to come out. Good morning. Hey, I want to tell you about another podcast I'm doing, one that is shining a light in the dark corners of our media, our government, and our culture. It's the Ike Wingate Show. You can find it at IkeWingate.com. Please subscribe to it, listen to it. It's a longer-form, unfiltered podcast that delves deep into the issues that are happening in our culture. So check it out, please. Hey, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. It's an honor to know you've been listening and hanging out with us. We know you got choices, and believe me, we appreciate that you made this choice. We'd love to spread the word. We need your help with that. Leave us a review, rate us, whatever you can, because that'll help spread the word on the show. You want to contact us, hit us up, show at IkeWingate.com. We're on Insta. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're everywhere. Just type in the Ike Wingate Show. Have a great day.